from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome to Brand Supremacy here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I am your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get to the show, I want to thank all our subscribers and all our fans. This show is brought to you by the Lords of Gotham. This show is also brought to you by Slapbox Music Group. So make sure you follow on Slapbox Music Group. Make sure you follow Lords of Gotham. And most of all, make sure on Instagram you follow the Wrestling DeLorean Pod. That is at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Let's get into it. This is the show that we've been building up to for a long time. We are going to be talking about Backlash 2002 today. WWE Backlash 2002 happened on April 21st, and it was one hell of a pay-per-view. We had an amazing opening package to set up the whole show, to set up the feeling of the show, discussing Hulk Hogan returning to the main event in WWE here. The opening match of the night we got for the Cruiserweight Championship to Jerry with Tori Wilson in her Geishi outfit. I think Geishi or Geishi. I don't want to be disrespectful here, but I think that's what it's called. She, Well, he goes up against Billy Kidman for the Cruiserweight Champion. This was a fun opener. Hard-hitting, high-flying action, what the Cruiserweights are known for. These guys really meshed well together in the ring. Uh, unexpected finish at the end when... Billy Kidman brings up to Jerry for the powerbomb, and to Jerry spits the green mist, but this time it was red, the red mist, <laughs> into Billy Kidman's face, gets the pin, one, two, three, he is now, once again, the Cruiserweight Champion, he walks away with Tori Wilson, really fun opener, like I said, this match was really cool, I enjoyed it, always was a big mark for to Jerry, I always like Billy Kidman in WCW also, so this was really cool to see, and yeah, we got a new champion to Jerry. Like I said, fun opener. I'm going to give it two and a half out of five stars. Great way to start off the show. Crowd was hot. They were into it. By the way, on commentary for the whole show, we got JR and King. We're not going to have SmackDown commentators doing the SmackDown matches. JR and King did the commentary for the whole show, even for the SmackDown matches on the show, which was interesting because I thought that we were going to see Michael K. Michael K. What the fuck? This ain't the Yankees. Michael Cole. Michael Cole and Taz. Michael Cole and Taz calling the SmackDown matches, but that's not the case. JR and King called everything here. Backstage, we got Brad Shaw getting ready for his match against Scott Hall and Farouk. He he 
comes up to Bradshaw. He says it's nice to see him after so long and says he got Bradshaw's back, which leads us to the next matchup here. We got Bradshaw versus Scott Hall. X-Pac is on the outside here and due to X-Pac's constant interference lately in NWO matches, Farouk comes out. He's going to be on the outside. He has Bradshaw's back during this matchup, so the odds are even. Going back to X-Pac for a second, I just want to say that this is where I guess the X-Pac heat was a term that was... Basically, it comes to light in this time period because... X-Pac is seen numerous times on this show, and every single time he's even near the camera, the whole crowd is chanting, X-Pac sucks. Most of this match, it's Bradshaw versus Scott Hall. Because X-Pac is on the outside, most of the match, the crowd's chanting, X-Pac sucks. On top of that, we see him later on in the day, the crowd's chanting, X-Pac sucks. So, yeah, I don't know, like, a lot of people say X-Pac's heat was like go-away heat. I don't know. I, I take it as it was more of a of a catchy chance just to get under Xbox skin. I don't know if he ever had go away heat because in my opinion, I always thought Xbox was a very talented superstar and I always liked him. I always thought I loved his moveset. I always thought it was a little different. I think he's a pioneer for that moveset. And if you think about, if you really think about the type of style of action that goes on today, Xbox is a pioneer of that. So I don't know if he ever had go away heat, to be honest. But... And I, I, to be honest, I hate the term go away heat. If someone gets heat, then they're doing their job. If they're a heel, if they're a babyface, if they get heat, then it's a good thing. The whole term go away heat, I don't think it really exists. Because if someone had go away heat, wouldn't they be getting no reaction at all? Instead of getting a reaction? So, I, I don't think X-Pac ever had go away heat. But I digress. Farouk, like I said, evens the odds here. He takes out X-Pac on the outside when X-Pac tries to interfere. But then Scott Hall hits Bradshaw with a low blow and then a schoolboy pin. This was not really much of a match. This was about... I'm going to give this 1.5 out of 5 stars. It was fun, but it wasn't really much of a match. So, I guess it was like a nothing segment. After this, Vince McMahon goes into Ric Flair's office. He says that he sees a lot of him now in Ric Flair and that he's growing to respect Ric Flair. He says that now Ric Flair knows how it feels when the the superstars and the talents are fighting against authority, referencing his feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Ric Flair says that he'll never be like Vince and refuses to shake Vince McMahon's hand. We got Trish Stratus versus Jazz. Before the match, Jazz, well, before the match, Trish Stratus was attacked by Molly Holly. Jazz comes up, comes out. She takes out Trish. Trish was easy pickings here. After this, beat down by Molly. Jazz just, just onslaughts Trish for like a couple minutes. And then we get the submission win for Jazz. I'm going to give this 0.5 out of 5. Really didn't do much for me. And then the next matchup here, we have the in-ring debut, the very first matchup. Of Brock Lesnar. Now. If you think about what Brock Lesnar is now. This is a historic matchup here. Yes he's been on Raw. He's been on Smackdown. He's been attacking people. He's been attacking the Hardy Boys. But this is the first official matchup here for Brock Lesnar. It is Brock Lesnar versus Jeff Hardy. They show everything that happened on Raw. With Paul Heyman. uh, Invading the Hardy locker room. And taking Lita's panties. And stalking her. 
leading to Matt Hardy being attacked by Brock Lesnar on the ring, well, on the ring, not the ring at all, on the fucking ramp. What am I? Anyway, yeah, so he takes out Matt Hardy on Raw with the F5 on the ramp. Matt Hardy's injured. Jeff Hardy wants revenge. We get Jeff Hardy versus Brock Lesnar here. And this was just a total slaughter. Brock Lesnar absolutely destroys Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy gets very little offense in on in this matchup. This matchup is actually called by the referee. It's a referee stoppage because of the beatdown that Jeff Hardy received from Brock Lesnar. A couple cool facts about this match. Brock Lesnar came out to a different song than what we're used to. I forget that Brock even had a song before. The one that we all know now. Um, yeah, I... I like that this was a referee stoppage. It really builds up that uh, Brock Lesnar is a beast. And it was uh, cool to see his first matchup here. And I think Jeff Hardy being his first opponent was great because he was a guy that he could throw around and really like take advantage of. But at the end of the day, this was really just a basic squash match, in my opinion. I'm going to give this a 1.5 out of 5. A lot more great things for Brock Lesnar to come, but this... First matchup of him was basically just a squash match against Jeff Hardy. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Next matchup, we had a fantastic match, a match that had been brewing on SmackDown for a while. We had Edge versus Kurt Angle. These two always had great chemistry together. This matchup was the one of the best matches on the show. Really fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Kurt Angle picks up the victory here. Edge really looked like he was coming into his own as a superstar here. This is where he starts becoming... A higher priority, I guess, for WWE, especially during the SmackDown run that Edge is having here. So, yeah, great matchup. I'm going to give this matchup a 3.5 out of 5. I thoroughly enjoyed it. One of the best matches on the show. Afterwards, we waste a little time. Chris Jericho comes out. He cuts a promo. 
He says that he should be on the show. He's not a has-been, or as he says, a has-been, like Hulk Hogan. He calls Hulk Hogan a has-been, and he says that he wants his title back. He was screwed out of his title. Basically, I, I thought this was just filler. We got an another amazing matchup here, a match that I think that I was looking forward to the most here. We got Eddie Guerrero versus Rob Van Dam for the Intercontinental Champion here. This was fantastic. This was fantastic. These two tore it up. I always been a fan of both and both individually. And then when they come together here, it was really, really cool. It's funny because there was a moment here where Jerry the King Lawler is trying to explain how Rob Van Dam stole the five-star frog splash from Eddie Guerrero. And it was a funny moment because Jerry the King Lawler acts as JR trying to prove that Eddie Guerrero invented the Frog Splash and brought it to the WWE first. He said, when was the first time you saw a Frog Splash on WWE television? And Jim Ross says, D'Lo Brown. And then King was just stumped. (laughs) It was a funny moment. I thought that was really cool. But yeah, so anyway, this was a great match. 3.34 stars. I, like I said, freaking fantastic. I like the title change here. Eddie Guerrero wins the matchup. He is the new Intercontinental Champion. Really cool. After this, we get Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Undertaker with Ric Flair as the special guest referee. Number one contendership matchup. Two legends, two superstars, and two of the biggest names in professional wrestling history here with Ric Flair as the third biggest name in professional wrestling history as the special referee. This was really fun. NWO comes out early. Once again, the whole crowd is chanting, X-Pac sucks. Stone Cold and Undertaker always had good chemistry. Hard-hitting matchup. But at the end, this match was very overbooked. A lot of interference. A lot of, like, just ref bumps. And I never liked when a special guest referee is a professional wrestler and he takes a ref bump and he takes the same amount of time to get up as a normal referee. Ric Flair takes bumps in his sleep. Why the hell off a regular ref bump is he down for like 20 minutes the shit's stupid so that kind of took away from i guess the match for me there was a chair shot here we got at the ending here we had undertaker hits austin with the chair goes for the pin austin is got his leg on the rope rick flair doesn't see it from his vantage point undertaker gets the victory one two three austin is pissed undertaker's gonna take the victory and go austin is pissed because he had his foot on the rope Ric Flair leaves, he ditches. Backstage, Jonathan Coachman pulls Ric Flair aside, shows him the tape, shows him that Austin's foot was on the rope, and Flair's reaction is just, oh shit. He knows he fucked up, because now Austin's coming for that ass. But, anyway, good matchup. I'm going to give that a three stars out of four, well, three stars out of five. The reason why I don't rank it higher is because the ending was very convoluted and overbooked, in my opinion, and they looked for a loophole to save Steve Austin instead of Undertaker just winning clean here. We had a basic nothing matchup here for the tag team titles. Billy and Chuck versus Maven and Al Snow. This was the, uh, to, I guess, let the crowd rest because they just went through an emotional thriller between Austin and Undertaker. And they want the crowd to be there for the main event, unlike WrestleMania where Austin, well, unlike WrestleMania where The Rock and Hulk Hogan stole the show and then the crowd was dead for Jericho and Triple H. So this was a breather match. Basically nothing. Billy and Chuck retain. 0.5 stars out of 5. 
the main event. This is what we've been waiting for. This is what we've been building up to all night. And basically, ever since we started Brand Supremacy, we've been building up to this matchup. Hulk Hogan versus Triple H. Icon versus Icon. The game versus the Immortal One. This was a good matchup. Definitely wasn't Hogan's best matchup. Definitely wasn't Triple H's best matchup. We got an interference from Chris Jericho in the middle of the matchup. They had okay chemistry. They definitely... It was more of Hulk Hogan like showing that Hulkamania is still running live and well. Kind of like he did against The Rock. He would like shove Triple H and then start posing. Crowd ate this up. They loved this shit. After the match... Well, during the ending of the matchup, Undertaker comes out. He hits Triple H with the steel chair. Triple H is bloody. Hulk Hogan doesn't see it. Hits the leg drop. One, two, three. We have a new champion. New Undisputed Champion is Hollywood Hulk Hogan. After years, I think they said it was about 12 years since he held that belt. He is now, once again, the WWE World Champion. Hulkamania fought all the way back to the top. Triple H is pissed off. He has a gripe with Undertaker. Undertaker interfered in the match, costing him the world title. But Triple H hands Hogan the title in respect, shakes his hand, and then walks off pissed, bloodied, and angry looking for Undertaker. And we go off the air with Hulk Hogan posing with the WWF world title here. Really cool moment. I give this match, just off the moment alone, I give this a solid 3.5 out of 5. Really good show. Really good moment here. The whole show in a whole was very fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was not as good or fun to watch as Bound for Glory as I reviewed yesterday on the Making an Impact podcast. But I did really enjoy this night. It was something that we've been building up to for quite a while. I'm going to give this show a 3.5 out of 5. Awesome matches. Great action with Eddie Guerrero and Rob Van Dam. Also, Edge and Kurt Angle tore up the place. The Cruiserweights killed it. We got a lot of star power in the co-main event and the main event with Undertaker and Austin, Triple H and Hulk Hogan. Right there, those are four of the biggest names in the industry. So, really cool. A lot of storyline advancement, a lot of storylines ending here. So, yeah, good show. I'm excited to see where Raw and SmackDown go next week. You gotta check it out here on Brand Supremacy, here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Like I said, make sure to continue following along. Follow on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. For the Brand Supremacy podcast, for the Fight for Monday Night podcast, for the Fight for Wednesday Night podcast, for making an impact on Thursdays. All the information will be on at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Thanks for following along. Tune in on Monday. We're discussing Halloween having 1995 for the Fight for Monday Night. Should be fun. Have a great weekend. Take care, everybody. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players. 
right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.